Welcome to the Taylor and Jen podcast. Mornings with Taylor and Jen. Hey, Taylor and Jen. It's Luke here with the Key Country. How you doing? Doing well. Wow. Did you guys plan that? To do that on time like that? That was the master performance right there. Oh, thank you. Luke, can we tell you how excited we were that you guys figured out you just could not stay away from the (laughs) Iowa State Fair? We're so excited. Oh, you guys are too kind. We are as well. My wife and I were talking the other day, and that is that since COVID and this pandemic and everything, this is the longest that I have been home in over a decade. And your wife said, please find something else to do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think in some cases it's actually been really refreshing and a breath of fresh air. But what it has done is it's made live events and doing a show. It's made it actually special versus just like, this is what we do. Mm. I'll be gone for a couple of days. I'll be home, honey. We've actually had this thing of, oh, how cool is that? And you get to go, and in this case, be at the Iowa State Fair with you all. So it's made us kind of appreciate a lot of the things that I think that we had forgotten to appreciate. Well, we couldn't be more excited. We're, we're thrilled that you're coming. We're sorry that there's not going to be a lot of food on sticks that you can try. I, I, I am curious. I know that you guys kind of roll up on the fair usually the day of, and I'm sure you spend a lot more time in your trailer than you do walking around the fair, but had you ever eaten anything at the Iowa State Fair? Anything on a stick? Anything in a paper bowl covered in butter <laughs> or cheese? Anything like that? Uh, well, uh, I like that you think you stay in your trailer. You make me sound like I'm like Brad Pitt or something, but I don't go see humans. I'm just going to stay in... No, we, we try to get a lot. And ironically enough, I usually take one of my kids with me. Courtney and I, we've got three kids, got three boys. And so one of our rhythms has been to just kind of keep family kind of healthy and connected is, is I, for the most part, don't really travel anywhere without one of my boys. And so what we usually do is I'll stick on a hat or something and we go look at the tractors, go on the Ferris wheel nice. and go experience the fairs like I would love to do at any time just to take my family to, mm-hmm. to a fair. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot, especially for kids, to really enjoy and learn from. And we homeschool, so I'm always, I'm always using some sort of excuse to just teach them something new. And then when it comes to the food, you know, fried Oreos. Yeah. One thing I've realized about fairgrounds, like who actually really has the best lemonade? Because they're all advertising that they've got the greatest lemonade, the most fresh. We just have lemons and sugar. It's like coffee in New York. Yeah, but what you realize, you're like, wait a second, there's 15 of these places that are over the course of the fairground. Who's actually telling the truth here? That's for you to decide. I don't, I don't know. That's a good Food Network show, the great yeah. Iowa lemonade off. And at $4 a pop, you're talking about hundreds of dollars worth of research to figure out yeah. which one of them is telling the truth. That's exactly right. I think I'm going to have to do that post-COVID and pandemic so I can afford to experiment with that again. There you go. We're so excited that you're coming back, Luke. We're very, very, I mean, I know everybody else here is excited, but I'm particularly excited because you are my favorite. Everybody here knows that. For King and Country is my favorite. I Mm -hmm. call you my boys, and I'm just so excited that you guys are coming back. Well, thank you for having us. Look, these are very unique circumstances, to say the least, but I think that the power and the hope in music is as needed and as important as ever. And so part of the things that we've tried to figure out is, is look, how do we actually do anything right now outside of just being home and, and working on music maybe that way? But like, how do we actually get to the people? Because I think the people still need something to celebrate. I know I do. Yeah. I'm a big believer in the fact that we have the best story to tell 
that's out there. There's mm. a, the story that has the most hope, that yeah. has the most purpose. And in some cases, it's been difficult to figure out how to actually get back out to the people. So the fact that you guys are allowing us to come do a drive-in at the Iowa State Fair, you guys uh, deserve a lot of credit for being able to make yeah. some of these things happen. Do you have uh, a lot of experience with uh, drive-in movies? Did you ever do that? You know what's funny? The date before the real date for my now wife was we went and saw Up at a drive-in. Really? Yeah, probably about 11 years ago. It was June 5th. I still remember it. I need to circle back to something that you said. How could you have a date before the real date? What is that? What it was is my wife and I were really good friends for about six months before we started dating. Mm -hmm. And it was actually Joel's birthday, June 5th. As a family, we were like, hey, let's all go do something special together. And I was like, well, can Courtney come? And they were like, absolutely. And so it was the next day, June 6th was when we actually went on our first real date and oh. she became my official girlfriend, if that makes sense. I see. Yeah, I'm not like asking her to be my girlfriend in front of all of my, <laughs> in front of all my family. You know, Come on! <laughs> no, I feel you on the fake dates. Lindsay and I had been married for a couple years and I was like, hey, remember our first date when I had you over to my dorm and we listened to music together and I taught you how to play the drums? And she looked at me and she goes, oh, I did not realize that was a date. <laughs> There you go. See? We had completely different ideas on what our first date was. See, it happens to everyone. I'm yeah. glad I'm not alone. Yeah, I think you're that's not. hilarious that you went on a date with a girl and she had no idea she, that it was a date. I had to clarify later. No, no, that was that was when it all began, Lindsay. Yeah, you're like, yeah, honey, that was my best foot forward. You just don't remember being a date. Putting the moves on you there. So, hey, Luke, I know that you are an Australian living in Tennessee, raising farm animals yeah. with three boys, <laughs> yeah. which That's makes right. you a very unique individual. Have you ever had to put an animal on a diet? <laughs> it's funny you should say this. When it comes to a cows, the whole strategy and the idea is actually to make them as fat as possible. Oh, so uh, the opposite and, of a diet. <laughs> yeah, we want them as big as possible. Literally this morning, so we've developed this morning routine where I'm getting up a little bit early with the, the two oldest. And I realized, not to make myself sound overly spiritual, but it's just something that I can felt, felt convicted of. I realized that, look, if I'm going to shepherd my kids spiritually, that I need to be up and I'm going to read to them something. And so my, we have a little storybook Bible. I've got a seven and a five-year-old who are up pretty early. And so we start reading every morning. Well, one of the things that we do, we read a, a story in the storybook Bible, and then we pray. And I have my two oldest boys pray. My five-year-old this morning, I kid you not, prayed, Lord, I'm thankful for the cows. I pray for the new calf that it will become fat and large and we can eat it. (laughs) Oh, my word! He knows where his steak comes from. I'm like, Lord, I I don't know whether to ask for forgiveness or we're raising them right here. I don't know what's going on. Well, most Iowans would think you are raising them right. Well, that was a legit conversation that I had literally an hour and a half ago. Or wow. A prayer that Phoenix was praying. Yeah, there you go. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, I remember yep. the very first time I met you, Phoenix was still an infant because you pulled your phone out and you were showing me pictures of your infant child named Phoenix. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Oh, he's <laughs> awesome. He's so much fun to hang out with. I love that kid so much. And yes, cool. He says the most ridiculous things as evidence would say. You have had the opportunity to meet some amazing people in the last year or so. I mean, Dolly Parton and then Kurt Franklin, which, by the way, yeah. that line in Together, we love the song Together oh, yeah. so very much. So does America. We love that song. But when Kirk said 
says, I've got you, my brother. And then he says, I see you, my sister. I feel like he's talking to me every single time. Is he, like, fantastic? Do you just love him? Oh, he's an amazing dude. He is so kind, so encouraging. I got to be honest, we wrote this song over two years ago. Wow. And it was meant to be on this album, Throwing the Ships. And we couldn't get it finished in time. And the whole idea came from... I was writing a song with some folks out in L.A. My brother was out in L.A. and I was kind of riding cyberly and I was driving my kids to pick up some food and they were kind of mucking around in the back and I thought I had my phone on mute and I said to the boys, I was like, guys, you're in this together. Like, you guys are brothers. People come and go, but you're brothers. You're stuck together, you know? And so you need to figure out a way, basically, how to get along, you know? And uh, a guy that we were riding with said, hey, I feel like there's a song in the thought of, like, we're kind of all in this together. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just brothers. And so anyway, we were up in Canada when the pandemic kind of, you know, they were shutting down the American border, and they were like, if you're in Canada and you're an American, (laughs) get out, you know. (laughs) We canceled the rest of the tour and came on back. Well, while we were finishing up the last show that we were up there, I said to Joel, I said, hey, if there was ever a song that I felt like is for now, it's this song together. Mm. And, and we had no intention of it being finished in this time. It wasn't a song that was written during the pay. It was actually written prior. It was yeah. basically just there ready for us to release during this time. And so anyway, the song was for the most part finished, but we couldn't quite work out what to do with the bridge. And so we had seen Kirk out at the Grammys and he said, Hey, I'd love to do a collaboration with you guys at some point. And so we just had this thought, we're like, well, we don't know what to do with the bridge. Maybe Kirk can fix it, you know? <laughs> and we send it to him, and it became something so much better than we could have ever dreamed of. It started out as a want, and after Kirk was finished, what he did became a necessity. We can't wait to see yeah. you. So looking forward to it, Luke. Hey, much love to you guys. Thank you very much. Absolutely. You go fatten that calf. All right, you take, take care, care, Luke. Luke. Uh, this has been the Taylor and Jen podcast. You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at life1071.com or on the Life 107.1 app.